Today on The Breakdown, it's different today. It's, everything's a little different. My, my walk is a little different. It's a little bit, I have a limp. I don't know. I don't know. It just sort of appeared. Uh, my hair is different. My eyes have changed color. I don't know what's happening to me. It's beautiful. <laughs> but another thing that's different is the kind of hand we're going to do. Yes, it's a cash game hand, sure. Yes, it's from the Hustler Casino Live, as it often is. And yes, of course, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars are in play. Uh, but the format's a little bit different. Yes, they're still playing hold'em. Don't worry. But the blind structure's different. I'm telling you. Also, this is not the kind of line you we really ever see in cash games. Like, we really don't see this. People do what Ludacris, who you may know of, we've done a few other of his hands, uh, is going to do here. Is this good? Is this a wise line? He's going to bet a lot of money with not a whole hell of a lot of a hand. Let me say that. Like, he basically showed up to a gun show with a pea shooter. But... He's going to spray those peas all, his pee all over the place. <laughs> That's not how I meant that to go, but I'm, I'm happy that it worked out that way. Hey, let's just get into it on The Breakdown with Greg Denison and Jonathan Levy. Hey. Interesting, the tethers you find to try to, to build something on top of for the opening. You're talking about the fo- the format of the blinds. <laughs> That's not opening worthy, the format of the blinds. That's a terrible idea to start that way. Yeah. That's why I pivoted away from it at some point, because I was like, oh, God. Because I was like, oh, it's cool. It's different. And I was like, it's not different in any meaningful it's way. It's not meaningful. It let's talk nothing. Let's talk about it a little bit, because okay. it, I, we, I pointed it out when we were writing down the hand details, because I was a little confused by it. It's a... Five five fifty game with a fifty dollar big blind ante, so that could mean a couple things. But what we think it means is that small blind five, big blind five, third blind fifty, and big blind also post a fifty dollar ante. You know what? The more I think about it, that can't be the way it is. It's got to be that the the fifty dollar is all is pl- is putting up a hundred, right? That's just the way it all. That's the way it always. The big blind. The big blind isn't putting more money into the pot than the third blind is, and and the hand. I mean, why not? Like that? Why not? It's not part of their bet. I understand. I, I just practically, like, the way you do it, even just for memory's sake, it's like, oh, when you put out the 50, you also do the ante, right? It's supposed to, like, oh, one of the times I put out the five, I put out the... I'm just saying, like, it's okay. got it. It doesn't matter at all. It, well, if that's the case, yeah, I have a question. Please. Why? <laughs> why, yeah. why are we doing five, five, 50? Like, w- explain this to me. Well, there's $110 in the pot pre-flop. There are other ways to get there. Right. Yeah. More or less. Right. You could do twenty five fifty with, you know, everyone ante's up, uh, whatever, a thirty dollar thing, and that's or a forty dollar ante. That's fine. That's the same thing, but it's more natural. Twenty five fifty. Right. Um, you could do thirty sixty and just have ninety dollars in the pot and play thirty sixty. Are any of these things any different? The only thing we came up with, which we talked a little bit about this, we're trying to figure out what the hell this even meant, was. I mean, it's, it's the Hustler Casino Live, and not everyone's a pro. And so some people may, because they're in the small blind, just play their normal small blind ranges, even though they're only putting in one-tenth of the biggest bet. And, of course, there's also the ante, which I guess is a reason to play a little bit more. But I got to believe that... like screwing people up. I got to believe the general poker-playing public is not that stupid, that they're not going to adjust at all in that case. They may adjust, but I imagine the pros are going to adjust better. Sure. All so, these things are designed really but, to take money from the fish, right? I mean, the hustler fucking casino should not be designing it to take money from the well, fish. Well, they're not. No, but the players all end up agreeing to something. Yeah, That's okay. how this happens, right? And so 
what it is is it could be the fish even who comes up with the idea of something like this because they think it's funny. But ultimately, the pros agree because they're like, oh, this is better for me. Like, of course I'll do it. You know, the only two reasons you ever do something as a pro is it's better for you right now or it's better for you in the long run because it shows you play, you're an action player and you're yeah. your game. Those are the only two reasons pros do anything at the table. It's, it's odd. I'm, I am a fan of three blind cash games. I yeah. mean, it creates more action, but 25-25-50 makes so much more sense than 5 five fifty. I agree. That's $100 in the pot and it's so much cleaner. And you could put the big blind any two if you want. It's fine. Right. Like, now there's $150 in the pot. Whatever. Whatever. It's super weird. It's super, super weird. The small blind is one-tenth of the big blind, and there's two of them. <laughs> well, yeah, the third blind, really. The yeah. small blind and the big blind are one-tenth of the third blind, and one-tenth of the ante. Yeah. Uh, it gets so strange. But, you know, I mean, that's part of the idea, right? These are things people haven't solved for, thought about, or had conversations about. So someone who thinks about it for a little bit or is better at figuring this stuff out is going to get a bit of an edge, right? And I mean, maybe a, maybe a small on. edge. It doesn't seem like that big of a wrench to throw into things. It's just, like, weird. I mean, in the old days, I don't know if this is still true, but in the old days, like, adding an ante to something like this really throws people off. Meaning, not when I say throw pe- throws people off, I'm not saying they don't know what to do, they're so confused, but more like, they just play their normal game and don't adjust. Ah, yeah. And so, like, now you've got this 50 You you add these two weird, almost competing elements of the ante, which is dead money in there, but the blinds have put in such a small percentage of the pot, you know, like I could see being in the blinds. I'd have to think about, okay, what's the right strategy here from the blinds? I'd have to think about it. I imagine most of these guys aren't thinking about it at all. Perhaps. Just, just a guess from like watching some of the play. <laughs> yeah. But, but having said that, I don't mean to say that the hand we're going to do doesn't have thought behind it. I think there is some thought behind it. Um, there's some interesting thought behind it. I mean, think? preflop, it feels like everything has nothing to do with there being weird blinds. Oh, I agree. Compl- no, which, I don't think... Which is really the only time that it matters, right? It's yeah, when blind. I say thought behind it, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't mean um, in terms of the blinds. I think the blinds actually and everything we're just talking about are completely relevant to this hand. Yeah. Which is why my, my opening is so clickbaity, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Cl- the clickbait of, hey, this poker game has slightly strange blind structure. Also, Everybody click this link. Number one link. Right. That's the thing. Like, by the time someone's listening, they've are, we've already got the listen registered on SoundCloud. So I get nothing for them listening longer. I get nothing for that. Um, so I, there's no need, no, no need for me to do clickbait. The only thing that should be clickbaity for us is, like, the title. Yeah. So let's do that. All right. Let's, the title's going to be, like, like... Kim Kardashian gets naked with the poker guys. Photos inside. I don't know. <laughs> something like that. Now, people would click on that, probably. Listen, because listen of the that. naked poker guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't mean we were naked. I just meant she was naked. Oh, okay. But I, whatever. I'm, I'm open to all. <laughs> well, let's let's, let's table that discussion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Leave it for another time. <laughs> um, hey, I, so last week we were doing a podcast and you did an opening. Yeah. And there was a, a moment where I was like, I really had something I wanted to say about that opening. That's right. And I can't remember at all what the subject was. And I'm sure many of you in the audience were like screaming at your podcast. Fucking idiot. It was this thing. Yeah. It was this thing. So let's just talk about it now. Okay. Because you, you brought into the opening the idea of the 13th floor not existing in a lot of buildings. Well, or, I, actually, that's, I was just talking about unlucky number 13. You were the one who Oh, okay. About maybe that. that's what it was. Yeah. Um, either way, it was about lucky and unlucky numbers and stuff like that. Mm. And, and that made me want to go on a tangent about the 13th floor not existing in buildings. Right. And I don't know if this is a uniquely Western thing or American or where, where this is common. I know in 
uh, a lot of Chinese culture, there are different numbers that mean different things that are significantly different than Western culture. Uh, I don't know which those numbers are, but I've, I've certainly heard Chinese players at the poker table talking about it before. Mm-hmm. I think nine is something. I, it's either good or bad. I don't remember. Um, but I wonder if there's like not floors in China that are different than in America. But let's talk about this concept of, of the floor not existing, the 13th floor not existing. Sure. Let's do uh, it. Because we talked about it off podcast afterwards when we figured it out. And there's some funny stuff like, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you know that uh, one of Jonathan's many nicknames is the value hound. That's correct. That he, he's, well, what was it that Stuart called you? This, this was pretty good because oh. Stuart, um, Stuart Young, who plays on Poker Time, and Jonathan are friends, and they text sometimes. And in some context, that's not important. He referred to Jonathan's value hounding in a different way He's, that was pretty good. He called me a grizzled cross-domain edge seeker. Yeah. I thought was correct, actually. Like, totally correct. That's exactly yeah. what I am. Yeah, that is what you are. And Jonathan was maligning that the 13th floor did not exist yes. in American buildings because he would always live on the 13th floor because the buildings would have to make that the cheapest floor because people wouldn't want to live there. It would be like 15% cheaper, yeah. uh, 10% anyway. And then he would be able to meet all of the other value hounds in the neighborhood. That's and right. And he could create a community of value hounds where when you went out to dinner together, it was hell. Because no, the check comes in, what do you do? Credit card roulette. Oh, yeah, value fine. hounds all love credit card roulette. <laughs> well, if we all order about the same amount of value. Right, Otherwise, right. yeah, it could be. You know, you just pay for your own thing. Who cares? As yeah. long as no one's going to... No, I guess with Venmo incredible. and stuff, it's a lot easier. But. It would be incredible to, like, the entire floor basically is like, hey, we're all, we're the guys who get it. Yeah. <laughs> we're not afraid. We're, you know... There would be trash strewn all along the hallway because you all buy the discount garbage bags and they don't hold your trash very well as you're walking to the garbage chute. And... I mean, it's not my hallway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't own that hallway. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I looked it up while you were talking. 85% of the buildings with an Otis brand elevator do not have a floor named the 13th floor. This was um, when they did an internal review of records in 2002. Of course, they do have a actual 13th floor. Uh, well, I mean, there, there's a floor that is, yeah. would be the 13th one where you're counting, yeah. but it's not labeled as such. It's labeled. So those of you from a different country where this isn't the case, yeah, we go 12 and right to 14. That's how it's done in the U.S. It's, it's ridiculous. It's crazy, and it's costing me money. <laughs> because I would be living a little bit cheaper for the last 25 years, you know, or yeah. whatever. Um, and you'd have met so many value hound friends. Ah, so many more friends. The community would build itself. Yeah. It's you guys really could, upsetting. We'd get together and eat store brand food. It would be great. <laughs> it would be a really wonderful time for all of you. Now, having said that, uh, Vancouver City Planners, and I think this is Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, although it, that would make the most sense. It does. It's unlikely to be Vancouver, Washington State. Um, they've banned the practice of skipping 13s. And by the way, four. Apparently, the fourth floor is another thing that gets skipped sometimes. Is that a Chinese thing? There's a lot of Asian investment Possibly. In it doesn't say here. But the reason why they banned the practice of skipping them is because it could lead to mistakes by first responders. For example, going to the wrong floor. I wonder why that would lead to a mistake. If it says the 14th floor, you just hit 14. Well, because you don't go on the elevator. You're running. You're, you're first responding oh, in a situation. Oh, there's or, a fire. Yeah. There's still yeah, there should oh, be there could be numbers, but maybe you can't always see it if yeah, it's smoky. If they're smoky yeah. So you're counting, yeah, and it messes yeah. you up, right? That's I'm sure people have died because yeah. of that exact thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Huh? Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so it sucks that this happened. Basically, well, maybe you need to move to Vancouver, BC. Although the cost of living is extremely high there, that's not a value hound city. It's not. It's not for you. So apparently, because the letter M is the thirteenth letter in the Latin alphabet, there are some buildings that you that. And the, the floors go 12, M, and then 14. Huh. They call it M instead. Richmond, Virginia, the Monroe Park Towers have a 13th floor. 
Oh, that's different. They just have a third. But it's only used for mechanical equipment, and it's only accessible from the freight elevator. This is bananas. Yeah. This is a really superstition run, wildly out of control. But, you know, whatever. We're not, we're not the smartest. We're not the smartest species on the planet. That's I'm going to sure. look up unlucky Chinese numbers to see if four is one of them. Okay. That's yeah. Be great. Unlucky Chinese number four is the first one that comes up. Okay. So there are, uh, but, but a lot of American hotels do have the fourth floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But all. Vancouver has a very large population mm-hmm. of, of Chinese investors, at least. I don't know if they actually live there. There's a, there was an issue with, um, all of the new buildings in Vancouver had like five percent capacity because they were just being because the real estate was so valuable. They were being uh, bought up by Chinese investors for uh, offshore yeah. uh, like real estate stuff, mm-hmm. and nobody was living in them. Right, just it's like, like they're using the store of value yeah. only. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, you know, let's talk about these players in this hand a little bit. I would rather talk more about lucky numbers. That was pretty really? fun. Oh, okay. It was enjoyable. Nah, we can stop Unless, oh. because if there's I have nothing, nothing else more to, to say. If there's nothing else to say, there's nothing else to say. We know it's dumb, and uh, it's, it's... We believe it's dumb. Yes, we believe it's you dumb. You don't have to be so certain. The it's, arrogance just wafts, you know, and, like, we're going to lose some of our audience. There's no reason to do that. Okay. Let's keep those... Let's keep the superstitious people in the, in the fold, right. man. If you want to be an idiot, you can stay. That's better. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No, I mean, it's possible. There is there's the tiniest possibility that if the 13th floor existed in all these buildings, all these horrible things would be happening there, and it's <laughs> actually unlucky, Grant, you know? I'm looking at Grant's eyes as he's saying it. He doesn't even believe there's even the tiniest possibility, even though he's saying do there is. Do you? <laughs> I'm not talking... You're the one who just claimed there was the tiniest possibility. I mean, well, I'm saying I do, you're lying. No, I do all. believe there's the tiniest possibility. Like, if well, we're talking it's about... Well, it's more than an absolute zero, right? But yeah. is it more than... Like, is it more than one in a million? No. Of course not. Is it more than one in a billion? Maybe. It might be. Yeah. Okay. So... Eh, just now everyone knows what you mean when you say tiniest possibility. Is, is that where you, you put it to in that area? <laughs> um, yes, that cool. is. Absolutely. I'm, yeah, one in a billion sounds probably somewhere in the right area to me, right? Yeah. Way more than one in a million. Way more than one in 10 million. That's right. Way more. <laughs> anyway. You a hater. Way more than one in 10 million. I can't believe it. Yep. Yeah. I don't care. I don't mind being known that as the guy who hates on things <laughs> and people. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That you could become cool. a professional wrestler that way. You become like the villain. Yeah, I could just be the the bad podcaster who everyone hates. The bad podcaster who everyone hates. Yeah, the, the one like who everyone gets into feuds with and like gets upset with. And what would I have to do to be that guy? I mean, you'd have like, to make a lot more div- divisive political statements and stuff like oh, that. Oh no, that I don't mean. I don't mean the audience hates. I mean other podcasters. Other po- uh, oh, so you just how can like, I get like or just other poker players? Like, how can I get other poker players to dislike me more? You could you could just say awful <laughs> things about them all the time. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Who should I start with? <laughs> Who's like the most liked poker player? Let's go that's with that. Let's we'll go. go with, well, let's attack like Phil Locke, somebody like that. Doyle Brunson, Phil Galfond, Antonio, not Negreanu anymore. It's probably Doyle, right? Well, actually, you know, since he got his hands on the Twitter yeah, I mean, account, he's hurt himself a little not, bit, not, too. Let's not go by number of people that like them, but percentage okay. of people who are aware of them who like them versus dislike them. Because I don't think Doyle's a higher percentage okay. than, than, than Phil, Phil Locke, Phil for Locke. example. Yeah. Is Phil Locke number one? He might be. He's got a shot. Phil Galfon has a shot, I think. Very likable guy. Of the people who know him, yeah. he's very likable. But so many more people know Phil Locke that yeah. I'm going to give it to Phil Locke. Um I mean, man, it's crazy how Doyle and Daniel have really uh, fallen out on this one. They, Daniel would have been number one by a mile. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But Doug no Polk more. had something to say about that, and 
that kind of spiraled. That was the beginning of the end. I mean, Daniel did that to himself with of the Morake is better thing, but then, well, then and Polk, all the other Polk really made it a thing. Daniel also has done a lot of things since. That yeah, yeah, but then, that. that was the first thing, though. Of course, yeah. of course. No, Doug Polk did make a thing, but you know what? That was a reasonable thing to make into a thing. It was. But Doug Polk was looking for a thing to of make Of course he was. No, Doug Polk did a great job turning yeah. into a PR stunt for himself. Yeah. But good for him. Yeah. I wish we had thought of it. No, we wouldn't have done it. Anyway. No. We're too sweet. Yeah. We would never get into a feud with Daniel. Now, Polk actually it. does want to seek out feuds, whereas yes. we claim to but don't. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We want everyone to love us, man. <laughs> We're the poker guys. Everybody Except knows. Phil Locke, because I'm now training my, my crosshairs on him. Yeah, good luck, actually. Like, I'm coming after you, Locke. Yeah, what do you got, what do you got for him? That one hand... That you played when we were at the same table in the main event a few years ago on day two. I thought you played it badly. He got all in with Kingsbury. He was pretty short. <laughs> <laughs> he doubled through some guy with like, I don't know, Ace Jack or something. Yeah. You got him. How does that feel, Phil? He's probably not coming back from that one. Philly, 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 you suck. <laughs> How's that? Is that you good? got him. You got him, man. It's going to take a while for him to recover. <laughs> was it uh, Mike Mattis who used to do that with Phil Hymouth where he go, Philly, Philly, Philly? <laughs> I think, it, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. pretty funny. I don't like Madison at all, but that was pretty funny. Yeah, Madison had his um, his moments. Yeah, his moments. Fucking him and Madison. Him and Sean Chacon being complete assholes to each other. Yes. Season two of High Stakes Poker was that, or season? No, no, there no, was the World Series of Poker, but also in High Stakes Poker. Oh, were they also? Yeah, I can't even remember that anymore. Like, uh, I think Madison broke Sean Chacon's sunglasses, or or vice versa. Really? Something like that. I don't. Yeah, something like that. That's weird. These guys have got some problems, man. Oh, yeah. Those two guys, they have problems. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about two other guys. Okay. Uh, we got, we got uh, Ludic- Jeremy yeah. and Ludacris. Which Ludacris. We've done, we've done one podcast before of his, or yeah. was it two? At least one with Ludacris. Maybe yeah, one, I'm thinking of one with Nick Vertucci, where Vertucci has the set of threes, and Ludacris bluffs. Yeah, and, and Nick uh, thinks forever before he finally calls. Well, because right? there's two pairs on the board above the threes. Oh, right. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. it was a reasonable tank. It was. Yeah. Uh, so that's the hand I remember. I don't remember doing another ludicrous hand. Do you? I've seen other ludicrous hands. I'm not sure if we've done them because ludicrous, as per his name, does a lot of ridiculous things. He lives up to the name from what I've seen. He does. Like, there's a, there's a hand where he, like, five bets all in pre with king three of diamonds, when it goes like raise, 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 and then he cold five bets or something. Maybe he's the original raiser, but like cold five, you know, so it isn't cold five. But then five bets all in or six bets all in or something absurd gets called with kings and wins, which is why I guess I probably got to see it. But um, I don't think I've ever seen him play a hand that wasn't sort of ridiculous. Now, I'm only watching, you know, the ones that. Yeah, these are the highlighted curated. hands. But like, you know, still. I mean, he's going to start this hand off by doing something kind of ridiculous. Yes. So I guess we can justify the name this way. Uh, this was suggested, by the way, by at least based on the Discord name, a first-time suggester, mm. or at least a first-time get it through her, Mark in NC. Nice. Mark in NC. So like Mark located in North Carolina, I think is what that means. What if his name is Markin, and then his last name is NC? Well, that's I'm telling you what it says on Discord for his name. Right. Mark in NC. That could be what it is, right? I don't understand. Why are you being this way? He hates me so much, people. <laughs> There's so much fury behind his eyes. It's I think incredible. I think this came up on a relatively recent podcast within the past couple of months where like <laughs> you don't have that much in the tank humor wise. So yeah. you you aim at semantic stuff and it always <laughs> comes off as like you're you're just not it's just not good enough. It's you're it's below you. See you're you're better than that. Wow, you know, you don't do a good enough job 
like hiding the vitriol there. Like the shot is a little too pure when you say like, I don't have much in the tank humor wise. You hurt yourself. You shouldn't start with that. Just do the second thing. <laughs> it'll be more subtle. It'll, it'll be more effective. It, when you start with that, it, it undercuts the whole, the whole, well, more maybe it point. wasn't clear what I meant by that. You you often have a tank full of humor, but this time uh, you have found yourself on empty. And when you do, you crut- your crutch is, is semantic. No, see, you don't even understand what's going on, which is part of the problem. It's not semantic. It's just anything to drive you a little crazy. <laughs> that's my crutch. <laughs> Great, thanks. That's and I don't even know if that's my crutch. That's just one of my moves. You know, I got a few dance moves. That's that's one of the big ones. <laughs> Excellent. What can we do? To make Grant just a little bit crazier, maybe just a little bit more likely to, you know, cry himself <laughs> to sleep. You know, that's that's the question I ask myself every day. This is what friends are for. Yeah. I'm a good friend. <laughs> and what Discord is for is suggesting. Oh. Which is where Mark in NC did it. Yes. Uh, there's a suggest hands channel on our Discord server. You use that channel to suggest hands. It's a great place to do it. Um, of course, there's also threads for each hand that we do where you can discuss the hands. And our solvers will, will post their work. We're going to talk about what Wesley Cannon came up with uh, mm. on Pio at the end of this episode, but we haven't seen it yet. We'll take a look after we do our analysis, come back, talk about it. He's going to post his entire work on Discord. Of course, we also have general poker talk. You can post your hands for a review, talk about sports, movies. All the threads are there. It's a joy. It's fun. We like it there. We do. All right. Let's, on, talk, about, let's talk about some bad plays. Great. I'm excited to do it. Garbage human, Johnny, not going to be involved in the hand very much, but he's going to go ahead in this format with Ludacris in the big blind and open to 200 on the button with 9-4 offsuit. I mean, this is so ridiculously bad. Who is this, Johnny? He's a person you want in your game, is what it seems I like. I mean, what the hell are you doing? I'm going to steal the $110 out there with 9-4. When there's three blinds, Ludacris is never folding anything. He's going to make a lot of plays at me. What what are we doing? This is a terrible idea. Yeah, I have no I have no good blockers. I got no hope if called. Like, boy, am I gonna have to flop well on this horrible hand? This is such a bad idea. Yeah. So we we don't like that. So uh, obviously Johnny is opening one hundred percent of unopened buttons. Yes, he is. Well, you would think so logically, but I you know, on poker time or like yes. when you're playing live, you see a lot of times when somebody like opens eight nine off under the gun. And then four hands later, folds jack-10 off in the hijack. It's and true. it's like, oh, it doesn't actually have a range-based thing. It's not like you're opening 100% of hands. You just chose to open this hand this time. They're like, oh, I haven't played in a while. Yeah. Okay, fine. This is good enough. And then by the time they get the jack-10 there, they've already played that hand and maybe even another hand. They're like, they've been satiated that, whatever that thing is. And now they don't have to play jack-10, even though they should be playing jack-10, because their standards are different yeah. than our standards. And this happens even in... These games of this size, this five five fifty with a fifty dollar anti game. Yeah, poker is not dead, people. It, poker is, is alive sure. and well. I mean, you're going to see in this hand that poker is is like completely crawled out of the grave <laughs> and is you know coming at you, dragging one leg maybe, but coming at you. Poker and will never, never stop till you are dead. Never been dead. No, I think so. that notion of poker being dead, it, it comes from maybe it comes from the advent of high rollers, where like. Now, readily available to people who are into poker is to watch people play 50K, 100Ks for the past six or seven years now. And those players are playing elite poker. And so you assume that more players are playing like that than are. I don't think it's that. I think it's the rise of the training sites and the YouTube stuff where people get to watch good players play and talk about why they're doing what they're doing. And so some people are able to incorporate that stuff much more so than they used to. Yeah. So, I mean, poker is tougher than it used to be. Like 10 years ago, it was like crazy easy and now it's just somewhat easy yeah but like come on it's 
it's still pretty beatable. At least for, you know, I mean, you have to be good at it, of course. But, like... But it's not dead. I mean, look at these plays. Like, you put me or, you or me in this game, like, oh, my God. This guy's opening 100% unopened buttons. How, how much money are we going to print just playing back at him? Forget about anything else we're doing. Yeah, it's crazy. Just, poker's not dead, and Johnny, yeah. Johnny's going to open 9-4 off. Yep. Jeremy, in the small blind, not a garbage human. Uh, so we believe the small blind means the first five that's in. It does. Yeah. It does. Uh, so he's got 29,600 in his stack. Okay. And he has two queens. Cool. I did not write that down, but he does have two he queens. Does. They are a spade and a diamond. Great. I'm going to write that down as we speak. Queen of spades, queen of diamonds. Um, he's going to make it $800, which seems like a reasonable size. Yeah. I mean, I'd be inclined to go even a little higher, especially with the ante that's in there as well. Also, this guy probably is never folding, almost no matter what we do, if he's opening 100% of buttons. Although this hand is probably Probably folding. you'd expect Johnny, who we don't know anything about, to fold. Yeah. This, um, the 9-4 off. But yeah. he's doing that if we make it 800. Th- I, w- I would probably even want to go a little higher since we're out of position. But whatever. Obviously, this is fine. All right. Time for Ludacris to live up to his name. Yeah. He's in the big blind, which I guess means the, the other thir- five. It's the third blind. It's a thir- oh, he's in the third blind. Yep. Right. So there's another player who folds in between, I yes, suppose. that's right. A guy with a beard. And, uh, beard face is what I'm calling him. Yeah. Beard face. Beard face. Beard face. Beard face. That's yeah. from Scrubs. I know. I know. That's why I said beard face originally. Yeah, but then why did you change it to beard face? I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> that's not a Scrubs thing. <laughs> uh, anyway, Ludacris has an incredible amount of money in front of him for this game. He has 120000 in front Apparently of him. Apparently, he has been winning a lot. They mentioned that at one yeah. point. He's certainly the type of player that if he gets on a streak, he's yeah. one of those guys who can have all the money. At Absolutely. The end. Yeah. Absolutely. Easily. And he's going to live up to his name here. With the old, uh, I didn't write down his hand either, but six he has deuce six deuce of hearts. So you'd expect, you know, most players in this scenario will just go ahead and fold this hand. But yes, Ludacris, at least he doesn't call. That would be worse. That would be awful. But he decides to four bet to 2200. Now, it's possible that Jeremy's been three betting in this scenario a lot. And it's actually fathomable that he is if Johnny's actually opening all of these. Absolutely. Buttons. You but... still probably want to have a little bit of standards if you're yes. ludicrous, like a blocker or something, you know, a blocker or a hand that's going to play better post flop. Yeah. Like how about five, six suited, seven, six suited. Really, you want to have an ace in your hand or at least a king in your hand. Um, this is if you're doing this, you're just doing it too much. Yeah. Right. But but I feel like I understand what's going on here, which is he's like, oh, yeah, Johnny opens 100 percent. Yeah. He knows that. And he thinks Jeremy knows that. And so Jeremy's going to three bet more. And so Jeremy's going to be light sometimes here. But not having any blockers, we can just wait. There's going to be many more opportunities to do this. Yep. So I don't know why we need to do this right now with this hand. Six deuce. That, that feels like the only. But, but the mindset piece, I do understand what's going on. And I don't think this is like horrific, except that he should be choosing. Yeah. He should be a little more selective, a lot more selective. I think he should. I think you could justify this in a tournament if the scenario presents itself in some cases yes. because you have finite opportunities. Right. But a cash game is endless. Also, people are going to be more careful for, because they have finite opportunities yeah. too, right? But in a cash game, right. If Jer- I, I agree with you. There's just going to be so many more chances to do this. You're sitting in the right seat. Johnny's going to keep opening the button yep. every time it folds to him. There's going to be this is going to happen four more times, five more times in the night probably. I don't know how long they have to play still, but right. you know, you're going to have a great opportunity to three bet with a shitty hand. Just let's have a hand that, you know, blocks something or when called is more playable than this. Yeah, and this isn't a three bet, it's a four bet. It's a four bet. Also the sizing is kind of small, 2200. Yeah, 2200, yeah for 800. Like look at the price Jeremy's getting here. Yeah, I mean, if Jeremy was going a little bit light with something like Ace Jack suited, I mean, that's not even that light, but like he's going to call with hands like Ace Jack suited now. I mean, it's 14 to win almost 3,300. 
Of course he's calling with ace-jack suited. Yeah. He just has to. And it's ludicrous. He might call with ace-eight suited, hands like that. I think he probably should. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I think you're right that the sizing is a bit of a mistake. Maybe you should go like 2,800 at least. Yeah. You got you to gotta, gotta at least go 20. You got to more than 3x this thing. Come on. Okay, so Johnny gets out of the way, obviously. Of course. How do you approach this as Jeremy? Do you prefer a call or a race? Okay, well, here's the things we have that I would be thinking about as Jeremy. Um, I, number one, if I were to put in another race here, are very good hands that are worse than mine sticking around? So ace-king, yes. Yeah. Are 10 sticking around? Are nine sticking around? Are jacks sticking around? I think with Ludacris, there's a possibility that they are. There's a possibility. Um, all the bluffs are, of course, we're going to fold out right away. Yeah. If we were to not put in the five bet now, is Ludacris going to be barreling with all his trash? I'm pretty sure we know the answer to that. That would be a yes. His name is Ludacris, and it's apt. Yeah. Um, also, all the hands that are better than ours, and the flips, which is just ace-king. Ace-king, aces, and kings are obviously never going anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So all the better hands are going to give us all the action, which isn't great. A lot of the worst hands are going to fold. There are a few hands that will stick around if we five bet that are worse than ours, for sure. Um, I feel like we're a little too deep to put in the five bet here, especially when Ludacris is going to be so bluffy post-flop. Yeah, we want to capture that extra money. Yeah. We're going to have to hold on at yeah. times against this guy, and it may be a little uncomfortable. It's going to be scary. But that's, that's what we're signing up for if we don't want to put in the five. Because he's wide enough. We could put in the five bet right now and print money, I'm sure. Yeah. But we probably print more money by calling. Yeah, and I agree. Being, and being stout in the face of a little bit of a stiff wind. I agree. We, well, we're going to have to fold on some runouts if Ludacris keeps putting pressure on. And as we see, in most cases, we would have the best hand still, even yeah. on those runouts against Ludacris' actual hand. But that's just part of the deal. Right. Like, it comes ace high, we can call once, but we probably can't call twice. Yeah. Right? Stuff like that. Right. So anyway, Jeremy agrees, and he calls. Yeah, I think that's the right play. Putting in a five bet with queens, you know, you, you can really only do it against very particular competition yeah. and have it be, and get action from. from or if hands. it's a spot where it's a, a natural shove and it's like, right. you know, like it's, You're short this enough. is kind of the only thing I can do. Yeah, right? then that's fine. Then the guy who has tens is always calling and yeah. they know it, you know, like that's, that's different. Of course, there can be dynamic in play where you're always going to get action, you know it, fair enough. You mm-hmm. know? Or you're deep enough that maybe makes more sense too. But anyway, I really like a call here. I do too. I'd like to call Nitrogen Sports and tell them, I love you. I'd like to call Nitrogen Sports Homer, but it would confuse them. It's an entity. They don't even have a, um, a human name. As Homer? Such. Homer. I'd like to call them Homer. Like, like Homer who wrote The Odyssey or yeah. Homer Simpson? Like Homer who wrote The Odyssey. And Homer Simpson, too. <laughs> like, both. So they get confused. They're like, are you complimenting me? Or are you putting me down? Much the way you sometimes are confused when I talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> it can be confusing from time to time. Yeah, yeah. What's not confusing mm. is Nitrogen Sports Monthly Poker Guys Tournament. Because yeah. it's a great tournament. There's nothing confusing about no. it. It's the, the easiest pie. <laughs> Use the link in the description. That'll give you access to the tournament every month for the mm. rest of the time you're on Nitrogen, which should be forever until the heat death of the universe. That's how long you should be on Nitrogen playing this tournament. I mean, there's so many awesome things that come of it. Also, sports betting. Also, casino games. But also, great tournament action. Yeah. <laughs> Bitcoin only. Yeah, and the heat death of the universe is coming eventually. Yes. You might as well pass the time having fun. Nitrogen is the place to do it. Nitrogen sports. You're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Use this website to forget about entropy. Yeah. Nitrogen sports. Okay. Sounds good. $4,655 in the pot. Yep. 
Jeremy's got two queens, queen of spades, queen of diamonds. Ludacris has six deuce of hearts, having four bet. Jeremy out of position. Flop is seven of clubs, five of clubs, jack of hearts. Not much at all for Ludacris. He does have two back doors. I mean, three if you want to get weird with the straight draw stuff. Um, We'll call it two. Yeah. It was two. And uh, it's, you know, it would have been nice to flop six, six deuce instead. Sure. We would have gotten a lot of action on a six, six, really anything flop, except six, I mean, six, six queen would have been a problem. But... I mean, okay, if we're ludicrous, obviously Jeremy checks. Yeah, there's nothing else yeah. to do. If we're ludicrous on this board with our two back doors, it feels like we have a natural bet here. I think we have to at this point. I mean, we didn't, we shouldn't have expected that 2200 was going to get the job done pre flop that often. We have to have some post flop plans. And this is not a board that really favors Jeremy in any significant way, I don't think. Like maybe Jeremy should have more sets of fives and sevens, but I don't think that's true in practice. I mean, yeah. And also just like, this board just doesn't hit anybody that much. You know, Jack 7-5. Okay, two clubs. Yes, he can have clubs. Of course, he can have some sets. Um, but, like, you know, he's going to have a lot of misses here, right? Like, he's going to have ace-queen a lot here, yeah. right? Ace-10 suited, maybe. Sure. Stuff like that. Yeah, we were saying ace-8 suited could be here. Like, that, all that kind of stuff. If it isn't clubs, he's probably just going to have to throw a lot of it away. Like, the bad aces, anyway. If he has ace-king, fine. But he could just... I guess he could call. I don't even know if he's going to call ace-king, but... Depending on how much we bet. Yeah, I don't know either. All of this, by the way, points to the power of Ludacris's four bet. Yes. Um, even though he probably is doing it too much because he's doing it with his hand, but like he gets to win so frequently post-flop in this case. Right. Obviously not in this exact case. How could Jeremy ever fold to a bet with queens? Right. I wouldn't expect that. Then Ludacris does down bet a bit. He bets 1,400, which I think is probably pretty good. I mean... Let's think about it for a second. Uh, what are we folding out when we bet 1,400? I guess we might get called by ace-king now. I think we're getting called by Ace King. Although Ace King is probably five betting preflop. A lot of the time it is. Ace Queen might call. Ace Queen of Hearts will call. Ace Queen of Clubs, of course, was never yeah. folding for any amount. Is Ace Ten of Hearts calling 1400? Yeah, I think so. We should probably make it a little more then. It's like 17. Yeah. 18. We could bet, yeah. We could bet the same. We could bet 2100, you know? Like, so it feels like about the same as the last one. So it's just sort of like, it's going to knock some more of this like chaff off the, uh, the stalk. You gotta make sure we fold out pocket sixes, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Now I don't know if pocket sixes are folding even for twenty one hundred. They maybe. may call once, maybe because we're ludicrous and like. Now we aren't really targeting sixes. Obviously, we have a six in our hand, but still, hands like that. Yeah. Right? Um, I don't know. Pocket fours may just throw it away with three over cards. It's pretty. Like, I think, as I think you like so. to say, you really can't improve very easily. It's not. It's not a comfortable spot. No. Um, pocket eights. I don't think we're gonna get a fold out of almost no matter how we size it. No, anyway. I don't think so. But I want to I make it bigger just to get rid of those unpaired hands, a lot more of them anyway. That's, that's fair. It's reasonable. Although I, I don't hate this sizing. I don't either. I just, this has to be part of a multi-street plan. Yep. We have to understand we're getting called by a lot of hands when we bet 1,400. That's all. Yep. And Jeremy does call. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could try to argue for a raise, but I don't think you would do well with that argument. Like, yeah, what's continuing against our raise? Ace-Jack. Yep. Which is great, but... Sets of sevens. Yeah. <laughs> like Ace-Jack, and maybe any Jack. If he's got yeah. a Jack, he's continuing... Clubs are continuing okay. Everything else is folding that's worse. Everything better is continuing, right? Like, is two tens? Maybe two tens are going to hold on. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. We can get a bet out of them later if they anyway. Do, if they don't have a club, they could potentially hold on. If they do have a club, they yeah. should definitely fold. They may just fold anyway unless J- if Jeremy's, like, not ludicrous. You know, if yeah. he's, like, a tighter, more careful player. Now, usually the bluffy players assume everyone else is super bluffy, too, and they, like, can't get it out of their head. Yep, yep, yep. So ludicrous may be more inclined to hold on and make more hero calls also. Like, the bluffy players are usually the wrong guys to bluff. Yes. Unless they have nothing. You know what I mean? 
you have to tell a good story against them because they just always want to call. Because like, oh, yeah, how can you have it? I never have it. No one ever has it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think calling is the right play, though. Mm. And that's what Jeremy does. Yeah. So, 7,455 in the pot. Okay. The turn is the king of diamonds. So not a great card for Jeremy. Boy, do you hate this card as Jeremy. Right? Yeah, like, okay, well, if Ludacris wasn't Ludacris and you had a more traditional four betting range, now I'm losing to basically all of it except for tens. Um, Maybe nines. Yeah, we block ace-queen, which sucks really right now, yeah. right? But yeah, ace-king just got there. Other weird kings got there. It's bad. Like, yeah. an ace is a worse card, but this is the second one. I guess and the, the, the king of clubs is, is worse. Yes, it is. Any ace is bad. The king of clubs is bad. But this is maybe worse than a club. I think this is worse than a club. It's close. It's at least close. We yeah. don't have a club in our hand. It's close. I, would, I think I'd prefer a club, though. Yep. Well, anyway, Jeremy checks. Okay. Of course he does. So does Ludacris, which feels like a mistake. I would just like to say, what? How can he, how can he check this king of diamonds? Explain your thinking. Okay. So we just bet and got called. How many hands that Jeremy have have a king in them right now? Maybe ace king because we've got 1,400. Yeah. Okay. But that's going to five bet a lot preflop. It is. Um, maybe something like king. Okay. King, queen. King, x of clubs. Yes. Which is there's king, queen of clubs and king, ten of clubs probably only. Which are not going to three bet every time preflop. They're not. But even, let's say, even say they are because Jeremy's openings or Johnny's openings. Okay, so, so like a portion of two combos. Fine, right. Not that much. Um, what other kings are even here? King, queen of hearts, maybe? That have like two back doors because we bet tiny and overs? Fine. There's very few kings here. We have so many kings as ludicrous. King jack, maybe. I mean, if, we have, if he has king ten suited, he has king jack suited sometimes. There's only two combos of that. Yeah. But like as, as ludicrous, we've got... We've got King Queen. We've got Ace King. We might have other weird kings. We probably, Actually, have, we, king, we probably have King Four. It turns out we do. Yeah. We've got a lot of kings. He's got very few kings. He called the flop. He has not very many kings at all. He's got things that interact with this board and a few Ace Kings, really, and a few weird other kings. He's got a lot many. of pocket eights, pocket nines, hands like that. This feels like such a straightforward, obvious bet. And a pretty big bet, too, right? Like yeah. 5,500 or something into 7,455. Right. This is where we say, okay, you're not going to... Don't don't keep trying to draw on your clubs. Now I'm going to charge you for that. If you turn something, if you turn to draw, you can't just call easily. Right. If you have eights or nines, you really don't want to call. No, you're going to throw away all those hands now. Like yeah. if you have nines, how do you call on a king right. and he bets again? Unless you're thinking, unless you're just like I'm calling no matter what the board is, which right. you can't do. Um, this feels like such a straightforward bet and sets up. By the way, if we, I don't know if we'd want to do it, but could set up a big river bluff if we wanted to. Yeah. Right. Because if we check here, which he does. We can't, we can't, like, get all the troops out as easily, you know? Like, you bet three-quarters pot, it's, it's much more callable than if we bet now and bet big on the river. I think, more importantly, we're not going to be able to tell the story of having a king exactly. if we want to bet the river. What story are we telling at all on the river? There's certain, I guess an ace could come, and we could claim to have ace-queen ace or something, yeah. or ace-jack. But, like, what? This is, this, this is a ready-made card spot giving for us up, to bet. Giving up here makes us give up on the river, I think. Exactly. Like, we're just saying, okay, I'm done. Yeah. That's fine, I guess. You could be like, I took my shot. I should probably... Sh I didn't even really shouldn't have four-bet it, but then I had to see-bet. Do I really have to keep going this king? I think you kind of I do. I think you do. I think it's necessary on this Obviously, board. the king of hearts, I'm, I'm sure he would have continued on, but this king feels like... A king or an ace or a heart, you should be continuing. Or a straight draw. Something that brings you a straight draw, yeah. you should continue. And everything else, you can check. Maybe you continue on a queen also. You could rep ace-queen. That's fine. Maybe, but a, like king, an over -card. a king feels more obvious to yep. continue on. A king is... This is such a clear bet. It's really weird that the bluffing guy, the crazy guy, doesn't know that. And right. Checks I mean, he's worried that a jack is going to hold on, but like... 
like you said, Jeremy doesn't have many kings in his range, and if he, and his he is more likely to have pocket eights, pocket nines, pocket tens, a club draw, or a jack, and all of those are either going to fold now or probably on the river unless he gets real sticky. If you're trying to, if you're worried about a jack holding on, that means you think Jeremy's pretty sticky. If Jeremy's that sticky, why are you four betting him with yeah. six deuce of hearts? Right. Like it feels like cognitive dissonance here. I agree. Yeah. So we don't like the jack. Yeah, not at all. So he does, though, and the pot's still 74.55. The board reads seven of clubs, five of clubs, jack of hearts, king of diamonds. Yep. Ludacris is drawing dead with the six deuce of hearts. He sure is. Jeremy has two queens, spades, and diamonds. The river is the nine of spades, which does have some board interaction here. Queen 10 comes in if that was possible. Eight ten comes in if that was possible. Eight six comes in. Eight six comes in. Pocket nines come in, which is probably the most likely for either player. Um, right. I think like, that's right. Yeah. yeah, the straight draws don't make any sense for Ludacris to have. Yeah. Um, unless it's eight ten, maybe eight ten exactly. But even eight ten doesn't really, I don't really buy. Uh, pocket nines, one hundred percent does. And I guess, I don't know. Jeremy doesn't really have queen ten. No, he, queen ten. No, he called clubs. the flop. Yeah, he would have to have of clubs for all of these straight draws, except for six eight. Which exactly. He's probably not three betting and calling a four bet that frequently. With probably not. So the straights feel like they're just not in play. Yeah. But pocket nines, like you said, is pocket nines. Anyone can have here. Right. And somebody's going to try to rep it, let me tell you. Yeah. Well, Jeremy shouldn't try and rep it. He's got queens. No, he's, Jeremy should just hope for check, check, right? That would be fine. You With Ludacris, you might hope for check, bet, call. Yeah. That's I mean, pretty good, too, right? I mean, you're losing to all the value. Yeah. If but, it goes check, check, you always win. Yeah. Right? If it goes check, bet, you win sometimes, but you win more when you win. Yeah. yeah. So Jeremy does check. Yep. Ludacris is not going to check. No. Which I think is... A mistake, probably. Yeah. Because he checked the turn. I think he had to bet the turn in order to make any sort of reasonable case that he has a hand. He could have exactly pocket nines. Yep. But you don't want to put yourself in a spot where you're repping only one hand. Three combos. Yeah. Like, that's not good. (laughs) No. (laughs) I guess you could have jack nine suited here. There's two combos of that. So we're up to five combos maybe of value. It's hard to come up with value here. King nine? King nine suited? Maybe he checks the bad king on the turn? Because he's worried about getting value, maybe, because it's bad. And then now it's two pair. Fine, that's two more combos. There's just not much here. Well, to Luda's credit, he bets twice the pot. He bets 15K, which that is doing a pretty good job of telling the three nines story. It is. If you're going to take a shot, and we both agree, checking the turn means you really shouldn't take the shot. Yeah. Um, Betting the turn means you, first of all, it's probably just going to work a lot. I don't don't think it's going to work against queens yet. But it, it opens up the possibility to really fire away on the river. Mm. Um, but, like, if you're going to take the shot, betting really big is the only way to do it. Yeah, 4K is not going to do it against Jeremy's range. He's definitely calling. Like, that would be, like, I, this, to all, we, we've said things that we don't like about Ludacris's play so far. Yeah. But, like, 4K would have been a, a zero equity play. It, it would, feels like it. It would be a minus 4K equity Ace play. Ace Jack is like, you know, roll their eyes and call. Yeah. And be like, did I win? I think yeah. I won. With did 15K, I you certainly lose a lot more when you get heroed, and your story is still pretty bad. Yeah. But at least you're telling a viable story for a set of nine specifically, and you're doing it in a way that can actually get some hands to fold. Yes, so, that's right. So credit to him for that, at least. I mean, let's look at Jeremy's actual spot here. So he's got queens. Let's not get into distribution yet, because that'll be the second half. Yeah. But just you're sitting here with queens. There's an overcard to the board. Okay, straight, weird straight stuff came in. Pocket nines comes in. And he bets twice the pot after checking the turn. It doesn't feel... It feels like that would be a very weird bluff. Yeah. Right? Now, it's ludicrous, so we have to be aware that he's going to do weird bluffs. Yeah. But still, that's not the typical way someone bluffs, right? Right. Super odd. 
Right. So you're going to have to call with less of your distribution than if Ludacris made it 4K, right? This, this, oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. This isn't one of those spots where, like, the big bet it just purely looks like desperation versus a smaller bet and is more likely to be a bluff. I don't think that's the case in this exact line. I will say that Luda's story is bad on a bunch of different ways. It, of course it is. Not only is it bad in terms of, like, I have a king, even the trip nines, or set of nines, obviously, um, is, it's, it doesn't really make any sense to bet 15 into 7.5 with a set of nines when... Like, what's supposed to call you? Right, you, then, then you're hoping that Jeremy has a king. Right, and doesn't bet the river himself, yeah. which he often would. Yeah. So that's part of the story that is like, really? Now, sometimes guys will do this with value. Yeah. But it's, it's a yet another sort of uh, leak in the, in the story here. Yeah, still, I think it's in, in practice going to work exactly. significantly more than a smaller bet. I agree. And in fact, Jeremy goes into a serious tank. All right, so what should Jeremy be thinking about? Okay, number one. Distribution. It's got to yeah. be the first question, right? Right. Um, so we, we, he has king, queen of clubs some of the time, although he's going to check raise on the flop sometimes, and he's not going to three-bet that, that often. Jeremy does. Yeah. Okay. So that's better than this hand. Yeah. Um, although, has, actually, is that worse than this hand? Because we block clubs. Oh, it's probably worse. Although Luda didn't bet the turn, so clubs aren't really a big part of this stuff anyway. Luda not betting the turn, I don't know if we can factor into removing certain combos and not others because it's strange with almost any of them. It's strange, but like... Which hand makes sense for Ludacris to play this way and not bet the turn besides pocket nines? That's a great question. So I don't, I don't think... So we, no so we shouldn't diminish any combos okay. based on okay. that. Okay, that's fair. Um, I guess. Yeah. So I think, like, we don't... We don't want to have clubs and we don't. That's good. Okay. So having the queen of clubs would be worse, right? If we had two queens with a queen of clubs. Fair enough. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, if we had to pick, we'd rather have two queens without the queen of clubs. So the big question is, is this hand better than king, queen with, of clubs? It's probably a little bit better. Um, I don't believe Luda's betting 15K with a hand that king, queen beats that queens doesn't. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't think there's any difference in the value in terms of what he's repping right. against what he's repping. Because as we're saying, he's repping three knights. Yeah. So... It's all the same anyway, so we might as well have better blockers or anti-blockers. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, we—I mean, it shouldn't matter, but we also block Queen Ten a little bit more here. Yeah. Which is, you know, it, obviously, it does matter a little bit. Ludicrous is the guy who could probably show up with that sometimes with this line. He's almost always going to bet the turn, but okay. Yeah. Like you make a fair point. This line doesn't make sense for anything but pocket nines. So yeah. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, it's probably better to have queens than king queen of clubs. I think you're right. Yeah. Without the club. Yes, queen of spades, queen of diamonds, which is what we have. Okay. So other than our extreme slow plays, is this the best hand we have? Do we ever check ace-king again on the river after it went check-check on the turn? Almost never. No, I don't think so. We're almost always betting, right? Trying to get value out of queens or something. Now, we could have flopped a set of jacks and been like, my whole plan is to let Ludacris do the betting. So maybe that, maybe like sometimes we have that hand and, and that's better than this hand. Okay, that is correct. That may be true for any of the sets. Yeah. Although fives and sevens are a little less likely to be there, but could be there yeah. too. Um, okay. Still, Queens feels really high up in our distribution, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, we do have other weaker hands. We do. Well, nines actually is in our range for sure, which we, oh, we although yeah. we would bet that ourselves a lot of the time. Of course we would. But we could also have the plan of Ludacris is going to bomb it a lot of the time. I should check. All the hands that are better than Queens by rank are hands we're usually going to bet the river yeah. with. And Queens are the one where. I mean, we, in theory, could go for super thin value with queens here, but I can understand. I, I would almost always check yeah. the queens and let him fire away because he can't have queens for me to get value from. Yeah. Right? And so now I'm like, ace-jack is probably going to bet anyway if I check, right? Right. Like, so let's let him do that. 
we still have in our range eights and tens and um, ace jack probably. Yep. Queen jack, jack ten suited maybe. Like some of the time so. we're going to three bet those preflops. Some of the time. Not, some of the time. And we're going to call 2200 for sure once, once we three bet. A million percent. We're going to call the flop, check the turn, and check the river. Yeah, so we're pretty high in our distribution. I think we are. So, so based on that, it's probably a call. So that first step, a distribution says it's a call. Yeah. Now, of course, we can modify this based on who we're playing in the right. situation. So let's look at who we're playing in the situation. Yeah, if it was, I guess my go-to guy that's tight-ish is Dennis Phillips these days, because I said him recently. But like, if we're Dennis Phillips, I think it's more of a fold. Right, when he bets 2x the pot, yeah. we have to have knowledge that he's ever done that with a bluff in his life right. before we should really consider calling here with yeah. that, right? Like, oh... He, his straight got there because he checked the turn with it, or he made trip nines, but whatever it is, again, set of nines. Um, so, like, whatever. I just obviously beat I fold. Yeah. Right. Okay, this is not Dennis Phillips. This is almost the opposite of Dennis Phillips. Yeah. This is ludicrous. Yeah. Who, four bet six deuce of hearts. Yep. And there's many YouTube videos put out by Live at the Bike and Hustler Live Casino about the insane hands that he ends up showing up with and the crazy bluffs he keeps trying. And he talks about the bluffs throughout the, these games and stuff like that, to the other players. Uh-huh. So his rep, anyway, is that he's going to have more bluffs here. Right. And so if we were going to do, like, pair. a combinatorial markup of, like, what, what are the combos that we beat and what are the combos that we lose to, we could think of combos that we lose to, but, again, it's hard for them to get here this way. Combos that we beat are, I don't know, six-two suited. Like, any, yeah. like it, it could be anything, right? He could be taking a bad pair and turning it into a bluff sometimes because he bet the flop and got called. He could be have hands like six two suited and just be firing away. There's lots of things we're beating here, I think, that are in this that he doesn't know what else to do with. You right. know, he's not sure how to get rid of this hand, so he's going to bet to try and get rid of it because he doesn't want to check. Yep. Because the pot's... You don't want to check back in position with six high and just be like, I nope. lose. Yeah. And if you have like ace five, you might be sitting there like, I don't know if this is good, but since he checked again, maybe I can get him to fold pocket eights here. Yeah. Like pocket tens, pocket eights. Maybe even a jack if I bet enough. You might fold out jack 10 here with this, this bet. You might. You really might. That's for a different podcast. Yep. Because he has queens. Yep. And he calls. Of course he calls. seems like the right play. You just have to call here. And there's a, there's a postscript yeah. as well. Because Ludacris is not happy about being called. And, you know, they, they get to chatting. Jeremy, not exactly the most gracious winner himself. Just like celebrating a little bit in kind of an obnoxious way. Let's go. Yeah. That's what he says. And, he's, and he even, he says, that was a good call. <laughs> 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 he says it as if he's complimenting someone else, but he's complimenting himself. It's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. But um, Luda is, of course, also saying fairly absurd things. Right. Eventually, Luda says, there aren't any bluffs there. <laughs> How can you say that? He, he also says he would play a king like this. You check back the turn and then two x the river on the, on the two x the pot on the river and says it multiple times. I would play a king like that. I'd play a king like that. I do not believe there's him. no way he play a king like that. I don't believe. Um, then he then he real. I think he realizes how ridiculous that is because then he just starts saying set a nine, set a nine, <laughs> three nine, set a nine. He just says it over and over again. I think because that's the thing that does make sense. Yeah. right. That he might play like this. He says also that's actually a pretty easy fold, but. What are we calling with him for folding that except three nines ourselves? That's actually a pretty easy fold. He's just like, he's trying to take a shot at Jeremy because Jeremy just took his money. Exactly. That's basically it. Like, we've, we've all been there. But the most absurd thing is, of course, when he says there aren't any bluffs there, having just shown up with six deuce. Yes. It's a classic thing that I've seen certain players do where yeah. they're so upset they got called because they have zero bluffs when they were bluffed. They're like, I was telling such a good story in my own head, which means that you not believing the story makes you an idiot. Exactly. I'm all, I always have it there. 
I just have six deuce this time. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what are you doing, you fool? Yeah. Yeah, it's really... It's not a good look. It's a bad look, and I don't know if it's just Luda's embarrassed and uncomfortable for losing and doesn't like losing. That's I would fair. guess not, because he's putting himself in these spots all the time, right? Well, I'm saying for well, then why he says these things. Yeah. Because like, it's, it's a little weird to say any of these things. He then, by the way, is pretty funny about it and is saying, like, you would have folded and you would have folded, <laughs> and I definitely would have gotten you to fold, but... He's like, fucking Jeremy, you never fold to me. And it's like, by the way, if Jeremy never folds to you, maybe don't do this with six dudes Well, that's why Jeremy. he went twice the pop, probably. Yeah, it, it probably is. And, it, it, you know, Jeremy tanked for like three minutes or yeah. something. Um, and I don't mind him taking a long time to figure this out. I think that's fine. I'm glad he, got, he came to what feels like the pretty clear right conclusion. It's possible that Jeremy knows of Ludacris and is like, yeah, I'm not folding to Ludacris. Right. And, and, that's, and Ludacris has been unhappy about that. But... Maybe you should stop taking shots at Jeremy if he's the guy who's not going to fold to you. I mean, if you're playing poker so you can get bluffs through, sometimes trying to bluff the guys who are unbluffable is like the most fun thing to do, you know? I guess so. But if he's doing it for the thrill of bluffing the unbluffable. It's not very profitable, though, <laughs> to try and bluff the unbluffable. No. And eventually, I think the good players learn to stop doing that. And you think, who are my targets? And you just go after those guys and very rarely go after the other guys. Like, you have to bluff Jeremy a little bit, even if he's unbluffable. Well, if he's completely unbluffable, you never have to do it. But assuming he finds some folds sometimes, you have to bluff him a little bit. But just a tiny bit. Really heavily weigh towards <laughs> value and check, you know, give up a lot on turns and rivers yep. and all that. Or as we said, tell a much better story. Bet the turn, bet the river. I don't know if Jeremy's going to fold. Maybe Jeremy's going to station him no matter what. Maybe Jeremy is, like, if Luda's saying, you always call me Jeremy, yeah. maybe Jeremy was going to station no matter what. But you certainly have a better chance if you go all streets. I mean... Yeah, instead of checking the turn, there's 46, sorry, there's 74.55 in there. You bet 5,000 on the turn, he calls. Now there's 17.5 in there, and you bet 20,000 on You basically go all in. Um, Jeremy, Jeremy would have a little more than a pot left. He's going to hate his life. Maybe he finds a call anyway, but it's going to work so much more. It's, the, it's a better story for a lot more hands. Or don't ever do this against Jeremy. You don't have six deuce to start with, which is, prob- which is clearly the right move. Yeah, that too. Just... Show up with a better hand to start with and don't do this so much, man. Yeah, man. Or whatever. I mean, whatever. It's not my money. Yeah, you do can what play you whatever want. you want. Do what you want. Let's, like, let's, wow. let's pivot now from the okay. unbluffable to the unexploitable. Ooh. Solver time. Solver time. <laughs> Wesley Cannon had to get Ludacris himself with Pio to figure this one out. Because it's confusing the way you say that. It sounds like he got the guy, Chris, Ludacris, to help him with Pio. No, I meant it. I meant it in like a more like like he had to go nuts with the solver in order to figure this one out. Why not just say that then, Grant? Because I like to be mercurial. Mm. Is that what mercurial means? I am mercurial. (laughs) Anyway, most relevant points that came up uh, in Wesley's analysis. Let's start with the flop. Okay. it actually wants Luda to just kind of give up on the flop and check the six deuce suited if it doesn't have a backdoor with it. But Luda does have a backdoor with the hearts. Um, of course, all six deuces have the backdoor straight draws. Of course. But it needs both backdoors or the front door club draw in order to continue. That makes sense. So the solver is fine with this bet. Um, our biggest point, I think, was that we wanted Ludacris to bet the turn. We felt like it was kind of a weird way to play the hand and not bet the turn. And the solver agreed. Hey, <laughs> what do you know? We're all on the same page. Us and the robots forever. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good idea to get on the side of the robots right about now. <laughs> this would be yeah. a good time to do it. We're doing it publicly. So whenever they scan all the archives of yeah. all human you know, media, they'll know we're with you guys. Yep. Remember this, please. 
overlords. We will do whatever we have to do. Kill whatever human <laughs> you need us to kill. <laughs> well, the solver doesn't want to kill Ludacris yet. Not yet. So far, it's okay with uh, his flop, but not his turn. And maybe right. it wants him to kill, to kill him a little bit because of the turn. Well, maybe. I mean, you know, it's just, it's obvious why you want to bluff here. Yeah, of course it is. Come on. Perfect card. All right. On the river. Yeah. Good card. We thought that Ludacris did something good here when he sized it this way, because when you check the turn, it feels like you're giving up and yeah. giving up maybe is the best option in our mind. You know, check back, just give up entirely. But if you're going to take a shot, we like the big shot. We think, hey, you have an actual shot. You have a chance to represent a set of nines. Yeah. Get Jeremy to fold whatever marginal hand he's got. Otherwise, how are you going to fold out this guy's range when he check called the flop? Right. And you can't rep anything. Well, the solver disagrees. What the hell, man? Well, I can at least understand a little bit. Once you told me, just before we did this, the solver disagreed. I was like, oh, I can sort of see it a little bit, which and would be... It wants to bet smaller, to be clear. Is right. The, it wants to bet 6K instead of 15K. If you bet 6K, you, are, you can rep a different kind of a range, right? You can rep potentially ace-jack and queens, maybe, when it goes check-check on the turn. Yeah. Where you cannot ever rep that. Now you're only repping the true monsters. I suppose maybe that's a piece of it. Still... Yeah, I like the. I do like the 15k. The solver thinks guess, that the 10 eight is his only value at 15k. I, mean, I don't know I don't why. Understand. Why it can't be a set of nines? It seems like it would have to be a set of nines. Come on, solver. Yeah. How about six deuce though? Is he supposed to bluff? The answer is yes. The solver does want him to bluff with the six deuce. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and this is also very surprising from the solver. This is maybe the most surprising thing from the solver is that queens should almost always be folded by Jeremy. But the solver is the biggest station of them all. I don't understand how you could ever fold queens in this spot. The solver, to be clear, uh, Wesley mentioned this, that it thinks that if, if Jeremy has ace king, that's a value bet on the river. Yeah. That's the bottom of his value betting range. So the only hand that's better than queens is if Jeremy can have king-queen, it would be king-queen suited, and it would probably have to be king-queen and clubs for him to continue on the flop. Maybe, so, maybe hearts. Okay, maybe hearts too. So there's tops two combos? Yeah. Queens is the next best thing. Why? I don't know. It's, Why? It we probably don't even, has to do with the solver's analysis of Luda's range, which is like 10-8 is his only value, so he right. doesn't have that many bluffs here and... Ultimately, it works out from a balanced perspective to fold queens against that range. I, I mean, I suppose so. But since we think pocket nines is there, yeah. let alone... I mean, pocket nines is there is, doesn't really help our, our no, argument, but, but I guess, right? six-deuce being there helps, which... Yeah, it sure does. It means, it means God only knows what else is in this freaking range. Whatever. I like to call the solver. You, you know what? To... The robots The robots can... What? I, oh. I love what? the robots. <laughs> I love the robots. <laughs> you were this close. This close to really changing our future. I, I, in a bad, the bad robots way. are my favorite. Yeah. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.